There we go, just having a little fail. It's been a day of fails for me. Um, this, this, um, what I've got to share this evening had an extra early outing uh, this morning at um, our sister church, um, Samarian All Saints in Stoughton, um, when I remembered at 10 to 9, the service is at 9 o'clock, because of a text from Rob that I was supposed to be leading the service there, having not known a week. Uh, fortunately, I knew I was preaching this evening, so I don't know whether the, what I've got to share is any better for having already had a slightly early outing or not. Um, but I feel I need God's help this evening, which probably means you guys do too, so should we pray? Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you uh, so much that you are a prayer-hearing and prayer-answering kind of God. Thank you that you invite us uh, to pray. Thank you that you are a generous God. And your generosity extends to us this evening in speaking to us uh, through those words by your Holy Spirit. Pray that that would be our experience this evening. Uh, that you would be uh, challenging us, encouraging us, spurring us on, I pray. Amen. Well, I don't always like everybody sitting and just listening to me. So I've got a question for you. Uh, maybe two minutes in little groups around you. Uh, what would you say the boldest thing that Jesus said was? What would you say the boldest thing that Jesus said was? Okay, that should have been enough time to have got to some big, bold claims of Jesus. Anyone want to share what they think one of the boldest things that Jesus said was? Anyone want to share what they were talking? Liz, yes, thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most challenging. So there's a boldness in the challenge that Jesus sets for us in forgiving others. Yeah, Chris. It is finished. A moment on the cross. Done. It's finished. Yeah. Short. Bold. Yeah, anyone else come up with anything? Yeah. She said it. Yeah. Jesus' call on what it looks like to follow. Follow him. We've already heard in Luke, uh, was it Luke 9, where he says, uh, whoever wants to come after me must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Any other bold things that came up in your conversations? Yes, Rob. Ask anything, anything in my name and I will do it. You've had a little, little insight into my brain already this evening. We're going to come back to that. Ter- uh, just called you Terry. Sorry, you're clearly David. Sorry, sorry. Yes, I, I, that one popped into my head when I was thinking about this myself, when Jesus, surrounded by a crowd, including lots of the religious leaders, uh, and the conversation's going, and, and he just says, before Abraham was, I am, reaching for that divine name from the Old Testament and owning it for himself. And I imagine the kind of situation of the crowd around, the crowd kind of being hit by a force field and kind of going, no, you can't say that. And we know they're so shocked by it because they pick up stones and they try and stone Jesus. Okay, Jesus does not hold back from saying some really bold things. Luke, so far, uh, chapter four, he's been in the synagogue. He, he's opened up Isaiah uh, chapter 61, uh, you know, uh, describing the spirit-filled, spirit-fueled conqueror. And he says, today in your hearing, this has been fulfilled. Or flick on, we go to, to Luke 5 and we, we meet the paralyzed man who's been dropped through the ceiling in front of him. And he says that you would know that the Son of Man, I have authority to forgive sins. 
bowls. Um, a bit later on, Luke 8, we've seen this as well. Uh, Jesus is told, um, your, your mothers and brothers are outside. And Jesus turns to those around him and says, my, brothers, my, mothers, my mother and my brothers are those who hear God's word and live it. That denying yourself, taking it across daily. Maybe even last week, Jesus' boldness in saying the priority that is not above all priorities, but the priority that shapes every other priority that we have is listening to and receiving from Jesus. We land in Luke 11. And although there's some bold stuff in here, it's very tempting, particularly when we get to the Lord's Prayer bit, to kind of go, ooh, and relax. Slightly less bold here, Jesus. But I suspect if we're, we're thinking that, we've become way too familiar with the Lord's Prayer. We probably know it. Many of us will have known it through school or Sunday school or through coming to church. Uh, I suspect all of us could probably say it with our mouths without engaging our minds. Um, it's a bit like when I was at Vicar School. Yes, such things exist. Um, I was in Oxford and each day I would uh, cycle down the Banbury Road on my bike. Uh, Oxford, probably one of the most beautiful cities in the world, and I can glory in it at the moment. They've won the boat race today, if you were watching that. Um, most beautiful, all these, inc- these incredible buildings, all these amazing people. You just feel cleverer for being there. And here's me on my bike, eyes down, not paying any attention. It's a bit of toast in my mouth because I'm running late for a lecture. I'm too familiar with what's around me. I don't notice it. And if we're not careful, we could cycle, if you like, through Luke 11 this evening with a bit of toast hanging out of our mouth and, and just miss the boldness with which Jesus speaks in these verses. I mean, let's just go, if you've got your Bibles open, page 1042, Luke 11. Let's listen again to verses 9 and 10. I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Do I believe that? Do you believe that? Jesus speaks really far bolder than we, we realize in Luke 11. Maybe Luke 11 needs to be in our top 10 of, of bold things Jesus says. And it's as if that boldness needs to rub off onto each one of us that we become, by the Spirit, bold prayers. That we pray boldly. Tonight is not about me telling you to pray more. It's not about me telling you to pray for longer. It's not particularly about me telling you what to pray about. And the invitation here, the challenge from the Spirit is to pray boldly. To pray boldly. Four things for us, I hope, that will help us to do that. First thing, to help us pray boldly. Look at verse 1. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. Jesus prays. Think about it. Jesus prays. The eternal Son of God prays. Now I think his, his prayer life was an example to those who were, who were following him. We're told, um, we've already seen lots of times in Luke, that Jesus goes away and, and he prays and his disciples see this and, and watch it. But I think it's so much more than ex- an example. This, this is something happening on earth that... The Son of God has enjoyed in all eternity with his Father, speaking to him, seeking his face, delighting in him. Jesus prays. Nine o'clock tomorrow morning. 
What are you doing? Shout out. What are, you, what are some of you doing? Nine o'clock tomorrow morning. What have you got planned? School run. School run. Going to, anyone going to work? Yeah, a few. Yeah, already at work. Kudos. Yeah, some of you might be just having a leisurely breakfast going, mm, what should I do with my day? Probably not many. Uh, nine o'clock. I'll just finish this school run and I'll probably be unlocking that door there. Do you know what Jesus is going to be doing at nine o'clock tomorrow morning? He's going to be praying. He's going to be praying. The risen, ascended Jesus, we're told, is at the Father's right hand, interceding for us. Right now, Jesus is praying for you. If you belong to him, if you are a Christian, Jesus is praying for you. When we stuff things up, Jesus is there with nail-scarred hands, saying, they can be forgiven. They belong to me. And the Father loves his son so much that no failure, no stuff-up sticks. It means when you're tired this week or tested and tempted this week, Jesus is praying for your faith to hold and you don't shipwreck things. He's, he's, Jesus is praying that when we feel friction with other Christians or we fall out with other Christians, he's praying that we'd be united. Jesus Praise. We pray boldly because Jesus prays. Second thing uh, to help us pray boldly is look at the prayer that Jesus gives us. Jesus gives us a prayer. It's if you like, the disciples see Jesus, something of how he prays, what he prays, and they go, I want that. Jesus, will you teach us how to pray like John taught his disciples? Teach us how to pray. It's as if Jesus goes, I want you to share what I've got. When you pray, say, Father, ask bold. Ask Jesus saying, share the relationship that I have with my Father. It's the whole reason I've come. It's the whole reason that we see in Luke that Jesus turns his face to Jerusalem. It's the whole reason Jesus suffers and dies, is to open up that relationship for us. And Jesus says, I want you to have what I have. I want you to experience the love with which I am loved. When you pray, say, Father. Some of you will have been in here a couple of Monday nights ago um, when we were talking about our youth strategy, and we were praying for our youth work. And I went to John 14, and I think Rob uh, quoted those verses uh, earlier on. Jesus says to his disciples, whatever you ask in my name, um, uh, oh, sorry. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so the Father may be glorified in the Son. I will do whatever you ask in my name. Now, we're really good as Christians of kind of giving a few excuses to Jesus to get him off the hook. I mean, you're not allowed to pray for Lamborghini, are you? You're not. You've got to make sure it's kind of in line. You've got to make sure if, if your prayer is in line with God's will. And the thing is, I think Jesus knows us too well to kind of know we start making those excuses for him. What does Jesus say? He makes no excuses. He adds no caveats. He just says the next verse, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Do we believe it? Now, we have to realize that what we're given here in the, the words of the Lord's Prayer, it's, it's not like a, a spell from Harry Potter that just makes stuff happen. 
It's not like if we say it rightly or we get the right kind of pauses in the right places and say it rightly, everything we pray for will happen. If you like the, the Lord's Prayer, use it. Use it like an ignition key to get your prayers going. Use it like a steering wheel to direct your prayers. Know that the generous God gives us his Holy Spirit to help us. As we pray, he will mold and shape our prayers. We spent um, a couple of weeks at the beginning of, I think it was 2021, uh, looking at the Lord's Prayer. And so I'm not going to dive into details of it now, but if you want to catch up, you can find uh, those talks on YouTube, on, on our website, on our podcast. Uh, go and have a, ha- have a listen. But a reason to pray boldly is Jesus gives us a prayer. And in it, we pray alongside Jesus. Much, I suspect, of this prayer would have been what Jesus prays, although he would never have had to say, forgive us, us, and forgive me my sin. But instead, on the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them. So Jesus prays. Jesus gives us uh, a prayer. Third, help for us to pray boldly. Jesus says, be shamelessly audacious. Have nerve when you pray. You go home after church this evening. It's dark, it's getting late, you've locked the door. Um, and there's a knock on the door. It's a friend you've not seen in ages. Um, they don't live very locally and they're, oh, so good to see you. I'm re- I haven't eaten all day. I need to stay over. And you're like, oh yeah, of course, come on, brilliant, brilliant. Come on in, come on in. Uh, and you're like, oh, you haven't eaten. Let's see uh, what we've got in the fridge. Open the fridge. Oh, a tub of margarine and one mouldy carrot. All the other cupboards are empty because obviously Monday's big shop day. You've got nothing in. What are you going to do? What are you going to do in that moment? That happens tonight. What do you do? Deliveroo! Deliveroo! Ah! Oh, oh, they don't deliver to me! Deliveries off the cars. What do you do? Go to your friend's house. I, I was going to, I think there's a good answer. I, was, I, was, I kind of think that I'd probably go, will 24 hour Tesco be open? Hmm. Can't remember. Is it open on a Sunday? Is it open late on a Sunday? Uh, but yeah, you probably end up knocking on a friend's house, and no answer. So you get your phone out. You're phoning them, and oh, I'm in bed. Got the baby sleeping on me. I can't get you anything. What do you do? Now, if I, what I was doing, I'd probably go to the next door, and then the next door, and go work around my friends until somebody somebody answered. But, but in Jesus' story, in, in these verses, the, the, the person keeps going, oh, please, please help me. Um, to have a guest arrive and not to provide a meal or food in, in Jesus' day would have meant, marked you out like you would be marked out if you skipped the queue in our culture. So they keep asking, please, I need this bread. I need these three bits of bread. Lizzie thought I'd bring three bits of bread as props. I've got no props tonight. I'm really sorry. It's everybody. I'm, I've disappointed you all. I've let myself down. But here we go. And we're told, aren't we? I tell you, verse 8, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, because of your boldness, your confidence, He will surely get up and give you as much as you need. How much more then? Our Father in heaven. Kind of asking in that way, I guess sometimes when we we get, we're slightly surprised. Wow, wow, I asked big and I got. 
And, and if it's kind of in a, in, in a relationship with a friend or, or someone in your family, you might kind of turn around and go, oh, I owe you big time. When it comes to God, he delights to give. He delights to give. He might not give in our timing. And I think there's something of that story. We have to keep going. We have to persist in prayer. When we pray boldly, there's something about coming with shameless audacity and to keep coming before God with it. Not because God, if you like, is asleep in bed and just, oh, I can't really be bothered. God doesn't sleep. He doesn't get tired. But because he wants us to press in to him. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to grow in our trust and relationship and dependence he wants us to know what he's like. He wants us to remember the promises and to, to kind of lay those before him. He wants to grow us. Pray boldly, Jesus prays. Pray boldly, Jesus gives us a prayer. Pray boldly because Jesus says, be shamelessly audacious. And lastly, pray boldly because Jesus says, be expectant of God's generosity. Anyone here ever had a terrible present? What's your worst present? I realize it's dangerous. There are different family members here. So we, we could. I distinctly remember, I think it was about my 15th birthday, getting from my parents an electric razor. Functional. I mean, at that point, I, just, I still can't grow a beard. I mean, I was just like, oh. I don't think I hid my disappointment very well. Thanks. I mean, even if you are or you know the worst gift giver in the world, rarely and hopefully never do they give you something that hurts you. Or harms you. It might be a pants present. But it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you. Think of, uh, of growing up and, you know, if you knew your father and, and, you know, when you asked for a biscuit, they might have not given you the biscuit that you might have ended up with an apple, but you didn't end up with a bag of dog poo. Isn't that Jesus' point? I mean, Jesus, I mean, here's a bold thing for Jesus. It's just a kind of little side point, isn't it? Verse 13, if you then, though you were evil, ooh, hey, Jesus, that's not the positive message I was hoping for, but it's a reality of what we are without him. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father? How much more? We pray boldly because Jesus says, be expectant of God's generosity. We belong to Jesus. God loves his son so much. And Jesus is the one who took the gift of the snake and the gift of the scorpion, who took the, the bite and the sting of death for us so we can share in that. God is generous. If, if our view of God is generosity is like the dripping tap, we've got it wrong. God's generosity is like a bursting forth fountain, like you kind of, if you go to a posh stately home like Chatsworth or something, that's smashing up into the air. And sometimes it might feel like our prayers aren't answered. What do we do with that? Know that God is still working for our good and he gives his, himself, he gives his presence, his power, his Holy Spirit for us and in us. See, ultimately, prayer is not just about getting stuff. It's about cultivating our relationship with our Heavenly Father. I've noticed there's a slight tendency, uh, I don't know if you've ever said this, ever heard it, 
of when you're with other Christians and you maybe are sharing things for prayer. It's really easy sometimes to slip into the habit. If, if work's okay, if, if home life's okay, if health's okay, you kind of go, well, yeah, life's all right. I haven't really got anything to pray about. We need to remember God is so generous that you don't have to be in massive need to come before him and say, God, please would you be bold. Be really bold. Jesus prays. Be bold because Jesus gives us a bold prayer. Uh, Be bold because Jesus says, be shamelessly audacious. Be bold because he says, be expectant of God's generosity. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. But everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. This evening, we're going to use the Lord's Prayer as our prayer. And it's very easy because we we can say the Lord's Prayer without engaging our minds. It's going to pop up on the, the screen, hopefully. But I'm going to lead us and kind of break the Lord's Prayer down into a few chunks. Uh, so follow me, not just the words on the screen, otherwise, because I might stop halfway through. I'm just going to have a pause between each line. And as you're praying it, try and kind of concentrate on the words you're saying, but also maybe which part of the Lord's Prayer is jumping out at you this evening. So I'm going to give us uh, a moment of quiet, and then I'll lead us. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Oh,